find and follow Jesus. Thank you for joining me outdoors again today. I am in Herring Run Park right here, beautiful Baltimore City. And it is amazing this weather we are getting. I know it's been different during the week, but right now it is beautiful. I want to make sure that you know that we're giving us a chance to get together uh, on Sundays at 11 a.m. or at noon. We want to give a chance to, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask, keep six feet distance, but to see each other in person. And most of the church has come over the past month every week on Sunday. I'm going to put uh, pictures on the screen so that you can get a chance to see it. Because of our grocery outreaches, We've been given the permission to use the parking spaces and the green space that you see on the screen. It's right across the street from my home, and you'll find a hedge, and behind that hedge, a grassy space and some parking spaces. We find that we give kind of like a one-hour time slot, either at 11 a.m. or noon, uh, makes it easier for the kids to keep their masks on and use safe practices, but give us a chance to see each other, chat with each other. Um, and barring any really hard rain, uh, we will definitely be out there. Definitely look forward to seeing you. Get a chance to talk with each other. Get a chance to maybe even pray for each other. Hey, this doesn't replace our online services or our small groups during the week, but it gives us a chance to see each other in person, not just on a screen. So take advantage of that, if you will, please. Um, also, you may have noticed that we had um, a last-minute difficulty with our grocery outreach we got a phone call the day before that the truck was not able to come and so keep an eye out either on our social media or via email uh, for any future notifications about that we're we have friends that are working on other sources of food we're thankful for our partnerships in the city and a chance to give away groceries if we don't have your email address already please feel free to send it to info at cityharborchurch.com. It's info at cityharborchurch.com. Thank you for joining us today. Let's pray as we turn to our time in the Word. God, I thank you that you love us, that you've given us life. I thank you that you speak to us. You don't want us just wandering through life, wondering where to go or what to do. Lord, as we turn to the Scripture today, the things that you have said, would you please help us to be people who are listening and help us to understand, help us to draw strength from your love today. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I had this uh, experience once uh, many years ago in Florida. I was uh, in central Florida near Lake Kissimmee for work uh, once, and I was driving uh, past a uh, down, down a road and saw one of those, you know, spray painted wood signs for um, a local citrus farmer and an, an outlet uh, that he had there. And I pulled over on the side of the road and um, I thought, hey, fresh oranges sound nice. Um, I'm not the kind of person that eats an orange every day, but something fresh, something organic from a small farm, that sounds fantastic. And uh, a couple of my coworkers and I, we were there. And uh, they had tangerine juice. And that was something I had never tried before. And we tried an orange, and it was amazing. And then uh, a tangerine, and that was amazing. And then this tangerine juice was 
I think maybe one of the best things I've ever had to drink in my life. It was so refreshing. It, it was sweet and yet, you know, kind of tangy. Um, and, and it just, I enjoyed the flavor of it and it gave me energy. Uh, it, it was a really fun experience. And, um, what we're going to talk about today, I think can be that life-giving in that way. It can be surprising. It can be helpful. And so I want to take a look, uh, starting off at Psalm 33, verses 20 through 22. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. Entitling today's message, Faithful. Faithful. Um, that when we, when we use that word, it might mean true to one's word or promises, steady in allegiance or affection, reliable, trusted, believed. It reflects the qualities of stability, dependability, and devotion. That's quite possible that in your life, you've had people that were not faithful to you and it caused you pain. It hurt you. You were personally betrayed, walked down on, abandoned in some way. And that pain can cause us to choose a self-defense mechanism in relationships. And if we're not careful, it can also cause us to have a hard time believing that God really could be different than those people, that God really could be faithful in a way that other humans are not faithful. I understand that. I, I definitely understand that. What we're reading here in this song is the words of people who had an experience with God that was so life-changing, that was so meaningful, that they wrote a song about it, and they wanted other people to hear this song, to sing this song, so that they could experience the same thing. I think that in 2020, the song that has been the most meaningful to me is from Maverick City, the song called Promises. And I love where they sing, great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. I'll still bless you. In the middle of the storm, in the middle of my trial, in the middle of the road when I don't know where to go, I'll still bless you. I've got a reason to bless your name. You've been faithful. Great is your faithfulness to me. But that has been so meaningful to me this year. You know, this year I've experienced setbacks, discouragements, loss, really painful situations. We've had friends pass away. We've had friends move away. There have been things outside of my control. It was really difficult for me to stand there this past Friday and to have to tell people that came looking for groceries that the truck wasn't there. Despite all my best efforts, it wasn't for a lack of money or planning, but I wasn't faithful. 
with having that truck of groceries there. That kind of difficulty where in 2020, I think all of us have been facing some challenges that are beyond our control. And that measure of uncertainty in the world can can be difficult. We need something that is reliable. We need someone who is faithful. I want to tell you that God is faithful. It's really important for us to remember we have a story with God. God's been involved in your life from the moment of your birth. You're, 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 while you're in your mother's womb, your whole life God has been involved. Maybe we were not always aware of God's involvement. Maybe we couldn't always see it. Maybe we still can't always understand it. But God has always been there. We've got a story with God. God's not asking for blind faith in him. He's proven himself. And the one who's been who's proven to be trustworthy and faithful in love gives you a reason. Gives you a reason to continue this year. You know, in our first year uh, in Baltimore, we've been thinking a little bit about the past as we uh, have celebrated being in Baltimore City for 10 years. In our first year here, uh, one of our kids needed some dental work. And, you know, we were working hard uh, to earn money. We had insurance, but not really dental benefits and the services that were needed kind of fell outside of that. And it was a few hundred dollars. And... um Rebecca and I, honestly, that afternoon, we didn't know what we were going to do. And uh, there was a, a, a guy who had uh, reached out to me that I, ha- I didn't know at all. We were really new to the city. He found out, uh, for, I think, from a friend of a friend and, and checked some stuff out on the web that uh, we were around. And he wanted to meet. And um, I, I walked uh, from my house and, and I honestly still was kind of learning the city. So it ended up being, um, a much longer walk than I had anticipated. And I, I met him at this, uh, restaurant and we talked, we talked for a long time, getting to know each other and encouraging each other, sharing our life stories and, and, uh, you know, just really enjoying it. And as we went to, uh, say goodbye, it, it was kind of suddenly clear that he was really excited that we were in Baltimore uh, but he wasn't, you know, thinking about becoming a part of the church, but he handed me an envelope and I walked home and I opened that, that envelope and it had just the amount of cash that we needed for those dental services. I can remember very clearly how Rebecca and I felt. God has been faithful to us. We have a story with God. We're going through a challenge now and today. It's important for us to remember this. Jesus sitting with a woman at the well who's experienced broken relationships in life and has a spiritual thirst for something better. He says, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink and I would give you fresh living water. I hope you enjoy the sound of the the water that's running near me here in Herring Run Park. If you only knew who you were talking to.
we are talking to is really important because it will have a huge impact on what we say. And in this Psalm, in Psalm 33, people have found God to be the creator, their protector, their provider, their redeemer. Uh, we, we're going to see, we're going to read the, the whole uh, song, Psalm 33. We're going to see that they found God to be alive, aware, able, and active. They found God to be faithful, trustworthy, and faithful in love. That's what they saw. Let's look at the whole psalm together. Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. Meaning, let everybody on the planet live in a constant reverence for, respect for, aware of who God is. Verse 9, for when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. All of humanity and all their politics and everything will ultimately be subject to the authority of God. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne, he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts. So he understands everything they do. The best equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your war horse to give you victory for all its strength. It cannot save you. But the Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. Remember, that's people who choose to live in a reverence for, a respect for, a constant awareness of God. Those who rely on the unfailing love of God, God watches over them. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, O Lord, for our hope is in you alone. What an amazing song. It's a journey it takes us on, really, with the, 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 the story of this people and all that they had experienced from God to be true. It aligns with historical facts, things that are verified that happen, and stories that are amazing. Days that were dark and difficult and days that were glorious. This song refers to those experiences. They found this. Amazing gratitude 
because they had found God to be their creator, their provider, their protector, and their redeemer. They had seen that even on the difficult days, they could believe that God was faithful in love and trustworthy. They they saw evidence of the reality that God is alive, aware, able, and active. They found this to be true. We see it in in verses 4 and 21. God is trustworthy. We see in verses 5 and 22. God is faithful in love. And the word there actually is a word that God used to describe himself. When he came down, declared his name, described himself to Moses in Exodus 34, 6 and 7. The hesed, the faithful love, the patient love, the long-suffering, the steadfast love of the Lord. It is a word that was used to describe the essential DNA of God, the, the essential characteristics of who God is. Kind of like the chocolate chips in a chocolate chip cookie. What are those essential ingredients that if you take them out, it is no longer a chocolate chip cookie? Well, the Hasid love, the faithful, patient love of God that was long-suffering, that was steadfast, the faithful love, the trustworthy love of God was one of those essential ingredients that God described about himself and that people has saw throughout the centuries was true about who God is. Now, listen, I know that we are in challenging times today. I know that we have plenty of things around us that are not reliable, are not trustworthy. I know there's a lot of tension. I know there's a lot of arguments and conversations and things. And with over 300 million people in the United States alone... I think based on understanding from scripture, God may have over 300 million different reasons why he's allowing some of the challenges that we're facing right now. In your own personal life, there may be multiple things, multiple reasons why God is allowing challenges to happen. But no matter what the challenge is, it's always an opportunity for us to look up, for us to look to God. For us to consider who God is, to be more focused on God than anything else, to abandon a me first lifestyle, focus on God first and foremost, and then let that inform everything else about our lives and about how we look at the world around us. With prayerful consideration, it will help us respond by following God closely. This week I was reminded of the analogy that we get in the Psalms through the life of David and in other places, even Jesus references it, of God being a shepherd to us, of Jesus being the good shepherd, and the benefits of when I'm following closely to God, when I am choosing to follow Jesus, when I am choosing to be near, when I'm choosing to be more focused on his direction, more focused on where he's going, more focused on what he's saying, more focused on how he wants me to live than anything else. When I'm doing those things, there's amazing benefits that come as a result of that. All of Psalm 23 is relevant to that. Think about this just with the first three verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. 
He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. The songwriter here is not a person who has had an easy life. The songwriter here is not a person who is free of mistakes. The songwriter David here had difficulty, made mistakes, suffered consequences, had people betray him, had people try to kill him, had people falsely accuse him, had people misunderstand him, had people gossip about him. David had a lot of incredibly difficult life experiences, and yet he writes this song about the benefits of following closely to God. It's truly amazing. When the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. But what do we learn in this Psalm 33? Just coming back to the last few verses. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice. For we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord. For your our hope is in you alone. I want to go back to verses 4 and 5 as well. For the word of the Lord holds true. That's what that song promises is talking about. God is reliable with what he has said he's going to do. The word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything that he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. God is unbelievably wonderful. God is trustworthy and faithful in love. God's not going to leave you or forsake you. God wants you to come to him, bring your cares to him because he cares about you. God's love isn't thin, isn't shallow, doesn't give up on the hard days. It's faithful, it's patient, it's kind. But what do we learn from this? Our God is trustworthy and faithful in love. I want you to let that sink in. Maybe write it down. God is trustworthy and faithful in love. Millions of people have found this to be true. What should we do about this? Well, number one, what I think is really helpful, kind of like my own bringing back the memory of the surprise money to help pay the dental bill, God knowing exactly how much we needed. Think about this. Answer this question for yourself in your own life. In what ways has God proven to be faithful? Maybe it didn't have anything to do with money. Maybe it was being forgiven of your mistakes. What Think, think about your life. Spend time thinking about the stories of your life. And remember... Where, when, how was God faithful to you? Maybe write those stories down, jot them down. Maybe share it with somebody else. 
it's so helpful for us to share it with somebody else. And number two, one of the things that I think is when you when you learn about it, easiest to find in Scripture, and one of the most important things for us to choose to do in these days here and now is this. Number two, have a thankful conversation with God. Thank God. And have a thankful conversation with God about the past, about the present based on his past. Let me say that again and then I'll explain it. Have a thankful conversation with God about the present based on his past. So here's how that looks, right? So if I have something unpredictable that's going on, a setback, I, I'm, I'm concerned about how we're going to uh, find the right source for groceries for our neighbors who, who need food. For example, I can take the discouragement that I feel at a situation that is beyond my control, and I can talk to God, and I can thank God for, God, thank you for the way that you sent that money when we needed it. You sent just what we needed when we needed it. And God, I know and I believe it to be true that that is who you are. That is what you're like. And so based on that, I'm asking you to meet this need today, to show me today what needs to be done and how it needs to be done and, and what, where the source is going to come from to find the, the way to, to meet that need. Thank God. Thank God for his provision in the past. But then have a conversation with him about your present based on who God is based on his own character. We see examples of this over and over and over in scripture. You see a variety of people in scripture that do this. Um, it's, it's a proven way of talking with God that God responds to. Now listen, it's important that we don't treat God like a genie in a lamp. God isn't at our beck and call. We just rub the lamp, ask the genie to come out and grant us our three wishes. No, we we want to pray, and Jesus gave us that example prayer, Luke, Luke 11, 1. We want to pray based on the will of God, that God's kingdom would come, his will would be done. Why? Because God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are higher than our ways. Even when we can't understand everything that God is choosing to do or allowing to happen, we want to pray based on that. But that doesn't mean that we just say, okay, God, whatever. No. No, we see many examples in Scripture of people who prayed and asked God to bring change, asked God to do miracles, asked God to change the situation that they were currently in. And oftentimes the way that they did it was they started with a thanks and they reminded God of things that he had done in the past. Sometimes they were reminding God not of things that he had done for them personally, but in the past generations. It's an example that we see in Scripture. So I want you to give that a try. Give that a try today. I hope that this word is encouraging to you. Can I pray for you now? God, we come to you and we're asking for help. Lord, we need help with this. We get distracted by what's going on around us. We get distracted by our cravings. We get distracted by lots of things. And God, we need help with making this decision, with having a conversation with you in this way. And I just ask, God, that you would forgive us 
for the times where we have ignored you, where we have not done this. Would you forgive us for being distracted? Would you help us or where our faith may be bruised? Would you bring healing to it? Would you help us to choose to trust that you are trustworthy, to believe that you are trustworthy? Help us to believe that you are faithful in love, the way many people have found you to be. Help us to have an honest conversation with you, thanking you for the good things that you have done and amazing God that you are, but also having an honest conversation with you about the things that we're facing here now today and where we want to see you active, where we want to see you at work and where we need provision and where we need help and strength. And God, I just ask that you would help us rely on you, help us to be aware of your presence and your guidance, help us to follow you close the good shepherd, that we would sense your movement, that we'd be walking with you, that as a result, we would not be in want, we would not be in fear, but we would have peace. There'd be an infusion of faith in our spirit as a result. I thank you for that today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you.